everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. My name's Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-also host. <laughs> Sorry, what was that sound that you made? <laughs> I just, I made an, I made an enthusiastic little, like, <clears throat> like a little grunt. <laughs> It was so funny. I've never heard you make that sound before. I'm Josh. Yay, Josh. Josh is in the Windy City, Chicago, man. Whoa, hang 10. And I'm in Portland, Oregon. I Flannel. So we are best friends, and we come together once a week, and we talk about movies from our childhood. We decide whether they're good or bad, or whether they're still good 30 years later. I'm we're in our 40s are we we, have we ever just gotten through the intro of this show like clean no no I refuse yeah I don't think so either yeah yeah eject and reject or be kind of rewind denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply erect Jesus Christ (sighs) how are you doing buddy I'm drinking some uh, I'm good thank you for asking I'm drinking some uh (laughs) (laughs) some blackberry cucumber LaCroix oh my god that irritates me for some reason. Why? But now I want to know more. I don't know. Just it's. I'm, why does Lacroix have to get that complicated? How is that complicated? Those are this very like muted flavors. Really? Cucumber well, is a very subtle flavor. Like why even put cucumber in it? Josh, what do we watch this week? No, I want to talk <laughs> about this. Why is Lacroix making cucumber water and selling it to us? That is because the cheapest it's... ingredient you could use to flavor with something. Well, uh, restaurants do it for free. I well, but I didn't. It, it's not. There's blackberry. So okay. Blackberry cucumber. I don't know. For some reason, it's good. that enrages me. It's good. It it enrages you because you don't know, which is weird because mm. you are like the bougiest person that I know. Yeah, I was drinking some black currant antioxidant seltzer alcohol. Yeah, like no, you don't get to talk to me about uh, blackberry cucumber Lacroix (laughs) when you're drinking black currant medicinal alcohol. This is my podcast. You know what it is? Mad at things and not feel the repercussion if if I want to. You know what it is? You're threatened. Because I'm encroaching on your bougie territory. That's what it is. You're like, I didn't get there first. <laughs> I mean, that's as a wide male, that's all I have. And if that's taken from me, like, what do I have? I've got a bonsai tree. That's about it. Yeah, you still, you're definitely defeating me wholeheartedly on the on the plant front. Josh, tell the fine folks what we watched this week for the podcast. Oh, we watched Zoolander. Zoolander. Woo. <laughs> It's a 2001 American action comedy film. Thanks, Wikipedia. I guess it is. American action comedy? It says it's an American okay. action comedy film directed by Ben Stiller, which I didn't. I don't think I knew that, that he actually. I, I, I knew that, yeah. That he directed it. We've got Ben Stiller. We've got Owen Wilson. We've got Will Ferrell. We've got wife at the time of Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor. Um. Oh yeah, we they're divorced now. They've been divorced yeah. since 2017. R.I.P. Mila Djokovic. We got yes, we got Mila Djokovic. We got Jerry Stiller. Rest in peace. Billy Zane. There's a little bit of a who's who this movie. We got 
We got David Bobert. Let's just talk about the real important part. I know David Bobert's in it, but Fred Durst is in this. Fred? You're right. Fred Durst is in this movie. What other? I want to know what other movies he, he's he been in. Uh, wasn't he in a porn? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, let's get a synopsis going. <laughs> <laughs> there is a one-sentence one that's by a username called T-I-G-R-R-R, so I have to read it. T-I-G-R-R-R? Tigger. Like Tigger? Yep. Oh, Tigger's a wonderful thing. No, I'm not going to read it. Uh, okay, so this one <laughs> is a different one. It made no sense. All right, here we go. Okay. Derek Zoolander is VH1's three-time male model of the year. But when Hansel wins the award instead, Zoolander's world becomes upside down. His friends disappear. His f- <laughs> Disappear is putting it lightly. Yeah, they... Uh, yeah. His- <laughs> They disappear. It's like they Thanos snap. No, they all lit themselves on fire. Uh, His father is disappointed. Is a is disappointed in him, uh, and he feels that he's not good as a model anymore. But when evil fashion guru Mugatu hires Zoolander, he thinks his life has turned back round again. This is until he finds out that Mugatu has actually brainwashed him to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. Can Zoolander... I love it when it ends with a question. Can Zoolander and his new friends find out how to prevent the incident before it's too late? <laughs> they, that was pretty good. Thank that you. Was, uh, from, yeah, who was that? That was Film Fan UK, which makes me think it's an institution. Oh, that's definitely got to be like a website or something. That's probably like the best synopsis that you've read in a long time. I mean, time. his friends disappearing. I just can't get over Well, that, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah. So Die in the, a fiery gas station accident. This movie is, you know, to, to add on to that, it's like Ben Stiller is this male model. He's a vapid, vain male model. Um,. And yeah, actually, you know that was a good that was a, a good enough synopsis. But but yeah, the the part that where his friends disappearing, yeah, that's they they get into a gasoline like food fight <laughs> at a gas station, and then one of them lights up and. Uh, I think it's kind of a. I think it's kind. Of, there's a little bit of. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I think it's kind of a genius scene mm-hmm. in that. It escalates so cleanly. Oh yeah, for people that have, they're saying well, that up as they have very little critical thought. Yeah, they start out flicking like you know how you at a gas station you can wash your windows. Like it starts yeah. out with them like flicking each other with the water from that. The which, little wa- wiper fluid. Yeah, the stuff. little wiper fluid stuff, which is already, I mean, it's kind of gross, but it's kind of like oh, okay, I I get it. And then all of a sudden they're spraying each other down with gasoline. I mean, I, I feel like that scene does encapsulate like a lot of the tone of this movie is just totally over oh, the yeah. top, you know. Think think in the same style of like Austin Powers, um, sure, or you know, uh, Meet the Parents, where it's just like these late '90s, early aughts movies where the things just kind of like go off the rails. Um, this was, this was my pick this week. It was. Why'd you, have you, had you pitched this one before and we turned it down or is this the first time? You know, I think that this might actually have been the first time and it's ironic because we're recording this on the same day that, um, Night at the Roxbury came out. 
And when we watched Night at the Roxbury, this was my recommendation. I was like, I just would rather be watching Zoolander. So I think that like planted it in my head of like, oh yeah, okay, let's let's go ahead and do this one because I always doing more of that. We've been watching the recommendations that we put out. I have at least. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, you did with FLCL, and and here I am with this one. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I've always known that it was one that we were gonna rewatch for the podcast because I watched this a ton. Um, I think a lot of people in our age group grew up with this. I mean, it's similar to like a Saturday Night Live kind of like it gives me some of those vibes. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I grew up with this movie. We, me and my family, we watched it a ton. We're we're in the DVD drawer. We're solidly in the DVD drawer. Very nice. Um, and you know, a lot of the quotes from this movie that we'll get into in in the second half have definitely sustained until today in 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 the cultural zeitgeist. Um, had you ever seen this movie before? Yeah, I have a I have a pretty substantial history with this movie. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much it it plays into probably the general role that this movie plays for people in my my kind of general movie watching demographic where it was I mean because this was huge when yeah. it came out and kind of the years following as a like it it was very funny and quotable so it was just everywhere everybody was using it socially and. I think the quoting of this movie kind of precedes the movie, actually. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I think that it it takes it, it over. You, I don't think I've had a. I don't think I have a friend that has never quoted <laughs> Zoolander at some point yeah. in our friendship. And I challenge all of my friends to come forward and prove me wrong or tell me wrong, but. <laughs> Here, Josh, here's a transcript of every conversation you've ever had Thank with every you. of your no, friends. No, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm really into the the uh, arc, archival nature of friendships. <laughs> the archival. That's my new thing. I mean, I guess I'm that's... done with chess. I'm into archiving my friendships. <laughs> that's what this podcast kind of is. It's like an archive of the last three years of our of our friendship. So we must have mentioned Zoolander in the past however many episodes we've done. um this movie so it was released on september 28th 2001 and it takes place in new york and they made the executive decision to digitally for all for everybody who remembers september 11th 2001 like ben stiller was like yep we got to remove the any background shots that had the twin towers in it so they had to do that like two weeks before or two weeks after that happened. Well, they don't really have they. I, I only remember like one shot from the movie that actually is of the New York skyline. And it's to show Mugatu's building. And that was very digitally rendered. So I can't imagine that would, would have been too laborious. Yeah, I don't still. I don't think it would have been that difficult, but it just was like, oh, yeah, this is like right around right around when when that was happening, because. I feel like, at least for me, maybe you can relate, but a, a lot of movies, I'm like, whenever I do see the Twin Towers, I'm like, oh, yeah. That was like yeah. a thing. Like, that was such a huge landmark. And and it's, it's a way to date movies in a way. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange the phases that it's gone through because there was definitely the 
like the the getting caught up in the feelings of seeing it and then kind of at least for me it was like oh no we're seeing the two towers ugh like yeah. cringy almost but now it's just so much time has passed that it's it feels more archival <laughs> Josh, it's like you have, it's like you've been playing the the New York Times crossword and you learned the word archival today. <laughs> oh, I would never lament you saying that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, well, well, we should get into uh, watching it in in today's day and age. But we're going to do so after we take a short break. And we'll be right back with more Tapes and Tapes after this. Hey, y'all. If you can believe it, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes is in its fourth season. The boys are once again here to help decide the fate of movies stuck in cinematic purgatory. Oh, no, the suspense. Remember, you can follow Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Instagram to stay in touch with the show between episodes. You'll find announcements, surveys, and more. If you'd like to take your relationship with the show to the next level and get your credit card involved, find the show on Patreon, too. The boys thank you for your support. All right, now it's time to get back to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back. All right, we're back from the break. Uh, nothing happened. Nothing happened at all. But we're in love. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of when the last time I watched this movie was. I watched this with uh, Sienna's a big Ben Stiller fan, uh, and we watched this. Probably oh yeah, she after... loved uh, Meet the Parents, right? Yeah, that's, that's like, like her favorite, favorite movie. Yeah, and we probably got into Zoolander within a month after that. And that must have been that was within the last year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty, pretty recent. Uh, I feel like this one cre- uh, creeps in every, every, every once in a while. My parents like it, so maybe it'll come on during the holidays. Um, but I don't know. This mo- this movie seems to come around at least every two years or so through happenstance. I'm never really looking for it. I'm oh, never like, oh, I have to watch Zoolander. <laughs> I think I maybe felt that once in the past, like, f- 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I got to watch Zoolander right now. Uh, it's probably been since I was in high school. Like I Really? I, yeah, maybe even, well, no, I guess maybe when I was in my early 20s. But, yeah, it's been a really long time, like, long enough. That's I, surprising. I, I definitely hear. was living in California under my parents' roof the last time that I saw it. Um no. That I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked by that. Why is that? Because you quote this movie, yeah, and you seem to like actively enjoy it, and but it just it never. I guess you know it never came back up. I mean, I guess I just like watched it so many times, and I and I got so much out of it when I was younger, and then you know going in transitioning into. Um, my current experience of watching it, I was like, oh yeah, no, I, yep, I get it. Like everything that I remember from the movie, um, I was able to follow along with it. All of the, all of the same parts that I laughed at when I was younger, um, all those, all the quotable moments, like everything just kind of came flooding back. Um, 
But I did notice that I I think for myself, I don't enjoy a lot of this kind of humor anymore, or at least I don't think it's good for me to enjoy <laughs> to enjoy this kind of humor well, anymore. It's humor that's typically punching down or at somebody else's expense. Yeah. When you don't even realize it. Yeah. So yeah, I see that too. It's just like, look at how dumb these guys are. Well, and for context, I mean, it's, I mean, we're probably kind of thinking the same thing, but the movie is about, you know, the modeling world. Right. And with that kind of comes with all the stereotypes and although some of them being, you know, funny, you know, funny, albeit probably dangerous to the modeling world about, you know, models being vapid and slow and, you know, sex obsessed and all those things. It leads to a lot of sexism in the movie. Yeah. Uh, That's what Morgan, Morgan first noticed that. And I was kind of like, what? And then, and then I was like, oh man, I can't not see it now. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, there's like some, like, I mean, the whole Malaysian, like, thing is like very unnecessary it, it's like i like the idea that there's an assassination like, yeah but it kind of plays into that in a very strange way where it doesn't re- it doesn't really highlight anything about malaysia or like anybody that's like a different ethnicity in this movie is being interesting yeah yeah that's that's true it is a very white movie in that way yeah i think we, we probably are coming at it from from a similar point of view of like yeah, this is this is not a movie that could get made anymore, um, and there's probably good reason for that. Um, but it, but I still did enjoy myself, and you know, like Josh was mentioning before we got into the break. I mean, this movie is is similar to Austin Powers in that the way that it's written is very like beat, 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 beat. Like they're trying to make jokes happen. Every minute, there's always a new yeah. a new thing to to happen, um, and with that comes a lot of successes. Like, I I mean, what is this a center for ants? You could walk up to any human being over the age of I'm gonna say like 16, and they will be like, "Yep, I get it." <laughs> like, or just knowing like what the blue steel look is. I mean, that's where the strength of this movie comes out. In yes, just the little. The little bits. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not the plot, not the movie. No, no. Or the characters or, or anything. Because, yeah, I mean, they're they're not that interesting. But, like, that's kind of not the point of the movie. The point is to to be silly. But I I feel like I've talked a lot about my own experience with it. Like, what 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 did you get out of it or, or not get out of it? Well, to tell you the truth, I wasn't that excited getting into the movie, uh, only because the I'd watched it fairly recently, and when I did watch it, I I had that experience where I was like, I got what I got out of this movie, especially in high school. Yeah, like I I got what I needed, and now it kind of feels just like a it's a little like nostalgia bone walk down memory lane, and it's you know I'm watching the movie and. It's more of an appreciation just for the way they hit some of the jokes. Yeah. Because the comedy writing in it is is very good. I mean, I for people I know that Will Ferrell is such like a polarizing uh, you know, comedian and performer, but I think this is one of the more 
uh, fun roles that he does where he just kind of gets to be his Will Ferrellist. Yes. Yeah, he is yeah, at a it 10 It just works. Here. And yeah. it just, it works. Like, you're, he's on screen and it just, it, he kind of pulls focus in all of his scenes just because of, <laughs> like, kind of how well he has an idea of how to be this, this, like, n- evil costume designer that's terrible like i think we it wasn't me and you but i used to do this like i would quote the entire sequence of uh when he gets the the latte oh yeah from yeah. his assistants was that me and you i think so yeah <laughs> we used to used do to, that because <laughs> that was my favorite uh skipping ahead that was my favorite yeah. sequence of the whole movie is just they're in the middle of a meeting yeah he spills a lot. He he like throws his latte back at his assistant because it has uh, like dairy in it, and then it gets really tense. And they have this like very like small, like intimate like exchange with like looks and sounds. Yes, <laughs> it's very like our. That's kind of our brand of relationship, right there. Yeah, it just is like let's. How can we out like awkward anybody look at each area. other? Yeah. Like, oh my god, I forgot that we used to do that. I don't think, I mean, we haven't done that in a long time, but we will, I mean, we, we do have that kind of friendship where we'll just, like, start looking at each other in a weird way and just totally commit yeah. to, like, this being a weird thing. Um, Alexander Skarsgård is a baby in this. Is he in this movie? Alexander Skarsgård is one of uh, Ben Stiller's crew. In the beginning of the movie, that dies in the gasoline fire. Wait a minute, tall like he plays kind of like a Scandinavian character. He's got like it seems like he has a little bit of an accent, but that's Alexander (gasps) Skarsgård. Holy shit! I did not know that. I didn't didn't even notice that this time around. We uh, when me and Sienna watched well because that was also around when we watched Little Big Lies. So that was like very present. Well, I don't know his name. He, I don't think he gets addressed at, by his name in the He does, yeah, cuz he's he's it's Brent and Mikus who are like having the argument. Like Earth oh. to Mikus, Earth to Brent. Oh, that's right. Earth yeah, to okay. Mikus. <laughs> Holy that's shit. That's Alexander Skarsgård. Wow. Well, everybody's in this movie. That's the fun yeah. of this movie now is I'm watching it going like, "Oh, here's all these celebrities that we used to really think were important back when this movie came out." Like, like Vince Vaughn is one of Ben Stiller's. And Billy Zane. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Oh my god. I Billy love them Zane. all though. I don't mean to I don't mean to dunk on any of them. Oh no, like, no. It's Paris Hilton and um yeah, uh and David Bowie and Trump's in it. Yeah, that was so weird. That was so weird. Like, right as <clears throat> it's almost to me like Trump is the new Twin Towers. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to Photoshop him out? What if they put the Twin Towers in for Donald Trump for all the movies? But like, isn't that true oh, though? Like he's he yeah. was it was such a disaster. Not that this is a political podcast or anything, but like it was such a disaster and it happened so recently that now whenever we see him in movies, I'm always like, oh my god, there he is. Well, we we I, didn't I, know at the time. <laughs> like, well, I forget. There were there was I remember fi- seeing it on Twitter, but they were I think the studio that owns I don't know who owns Home Alone two, but they were talking oh, about cutting yeah cutting that scene, scene that he's in from Home Alone two yeah yeah and Macaulay Culkin was behind it too he was like yep cut yeah. him out we don't need it 
um yeah i guess he's he is the new like oh man do we do we cut this out of things now <laughs> because um white supremacy um yeah fa- do you have any other any other favorite moments i mean this movie is like that's that's what this movie is to me is like moment to yeah. moment to moment to moment to you know it's just the little it's it's the because this is such i th- i'm here for the quotes yeah. because the those are those are the best moments like it's the quotes and also seeing the little celebrity smorgasbord because yeah. it's a lot of people you don't see in movies. Like David Duchovny has like a really so oh, yeah, he's role. the hand model. <laughs> Such a weird yeah, role. Like, wh- and even I mean even Owen Wills. I mean everybody's doing a I, they're doing a good job with their roles in this movie. Like it's very clear that everybody's playing into some strength that they have. Yeah, but I'm really just here for the quotes and. Yeah. And the celebrity stuff, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I I think that, and you know, we'll we'll transition into a rating. But I mean, I think what you said before about like the quotes kind of surpass this movie in a way. <laughs> like they have such a life of their own. The little like, um, the little you know, the, the, these were memes before, and and you made this point a long time ago. I don't know if you remember this, but like. This was the original social media currency. Was like how yeah. how well do you know these popular movies? Like how well do you know Superbad? How well do you know <sighs> um, yeah. Austin Powers? How well do you know Zoolander? And like this was before memes were a thing. Like nowadays, you could just you know memes are a dime a dozen. The market is flooded. But back then, it was like you you shouting really, really ridiculously good looking at somebody, and like and it was, doing the Zoolander it, voice yeah. was like a whole thing. And it was situational to whether or not you would actually be able to see it and engage with it. Like I know I mentioned it on the podcast, but like my big social media currency moment that I had in like fourth grade was I saw a movie like the night that it premiered, and I saw the first preview in theaters for the second austin powers movie oh yeah and uh uh, it was like it was it was a fake out for star wars because it was like very like darth vader and then dr evil turns around it's like were you expecting someone else right and i I went to school i went to school with that and it just like I was like king for a week because like everybody was doing that quote. Everybody was like doing the little like Dr. Evil pinky. Yes. And then it like faded out. But man, it really is like. Yeah, that's how it that's how it used to work. Like, it's amazing. Um, All right. Anything else that we need to share before we get into a rating? I think I'm good. I think I uh, I'm satiated in my discussions the files are inside the computer uh it is it's there's more to life than being really 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 ridiculously good looking (laughs) now if you'll excuse me i have an after funeral party to attend (laughs) (laughs) but why male models derek i already explained that (laughs) did you googly or did you think I was too stupid to know what a you googly was? <laughs> how how far can we go? Keep going. God? No, it's not God. It's your boss. <laughs> Holy shit! Keep oh, going. Oh my god! Uh, you can do it. You can do it. Uh, I'm bulimic.
You can read minds? <laughs> Todd, you know I get bloated with a foamy latte. <laughs> My mistake show. Oh, you're not going to do it? No, that was. Oh, oh, you wanted My me to be the other. Oh, darn it. I'm. Oh, man. I'm okay, sorry. it was fun. All okay. <laughs> we got through a bunch of them. See, it was fun. It was fun. All right. That's going to be the hardest four minutes of editing that I'll ever have to do for this podcast. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to get rid of both of ours. Um, um, <laughs> while we try to think of the next one. We're 33. Um, Josh, <laughs> now that I've insulted us. Yes. What do you give 2001's Zoolander? I'm going to give it a blue steel and who steel. Whoa. Blue steel and who steel. Meaning that blue steel for you look at this movie and you you it's quotable and it's like a little bit. So you do the blue steel look, but then you think about like. Uh, all the people that you know are watching this and really enjoying it like as a great movie and you go who and then steal for um you're just gonna steal it stole your time oh my god (laughs) i'm physically in pain literally like i think for you like i just give myself i induce actor's nightmare on myself or i just get on stage yeah really and i don't know what i'm doing you, i love it you love do that to yourself holy shit i love it i'm i guess i'm going to interpret that as a eject and reject i said what i said oh my god what do you hey evan what do you give zoolander at eject and reject or kinding rewind wow I I'm going to give it uh, an eject and reject, probably not too surprisingly. Um, I, it just it's it's great as a memory. I feel like it, even though it does follow a similar pattern with Austin Powers, where like um, you know there's a joke a minute, there's a joke a minute. They don't all land as consistently as with Austin Powers, and mm-hmm. I also feel like. You know, one thing that Morgan and I were talking about while we were watching it is, you know, like with Austin Powers, a lot of the humor is, oh, man, look at how like dumb and ignorant this guy is. But there's a reason for it, which is that he is from the year 1969. And so he doesn't understand what life is like. Fish out of water jokes. Like it's fish out of water. So it's a little bit better than just like this guy's really fucking dumb. (laughs) Like, look at how dumb these guys are. Um, yeah. so I, for me, you know, it's for, for my own health and the way that I relate to the world around me, it's probably better to not <laughs> like engage in that humor as, especially as like a big white man, I should probably not be punching down, um, as much as, uh, as much as I do and have done. Do you have a, a recommendation? What are your recommendations? I got to think about those. Well, I, I feel like... My recommendation, like I would recommend Austin Powers because we've just, we've brought it up so many times. It's kind of similar. It's like a sexy guy and he's trying to figure out the world. It's, it's like a spoof on the action genre. Um, but instead I'm actually going to recommend mystery men. Oh fuck. Yeah. Which is another, and not really because it follows the same 
structure of this at all or is even related it's just well you put it in comedy action yeah it's it's, an, it's another comedy action film it's kind of a parody of the superhero franchise um and i i feel like it doesn't it doesn't do the same thing where it punches down it, it's more like um oh, i don't know i'm also like side note i'm also like feeling like we should rewatch that for the podcast so i'm like oh that's a that's we should, a, i that's i would i would be very into that i'm like planting the seed for future episodes of like maybe that one well, isn't good or is good in in this time of trying to reflect and think of alternative movies the only two that come to mind that have nothing to do with this movie are the movie clueless oh that's a great movie though it's just a great movie and for some it's reason it's based on jane austen's book emma did you know that I didn't know that. Dude, Morgan and I watched the most recent, like the film adaptation of Emma, and we watched Clueless, and it was astonishing how well made. Like, you like like Clueless? You don't even know how good Clueless is. You don't even know? You don't even understand it fully. Hundreds of years old. (laughs) Or however. I don't don't remember even when Jane Austen was alive. Oh, shit. Posers. Uh, and the other movie that I was going to recommend that has very little to do with the movie is the Marx Brothers movie, Duck Soup. Oh, what? What is that? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. You know the Marx Brothers? I know the Marx Brothers. Marx Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they have they have movies. Like, they have A Night at the Opera. They have yeah, I know they have ones. movies. <laughs> well, how else do you think that they did their stuff? Well... I know, but I don't know. They what didn't is have a Duck, TV show. What is Duck Soup? It's one of their movies. I understand that, but what it, what is Duck Soup about, and why are you recommending it for this? I don't remember. I just remember it being good and funny and like. Uh, oh my god, Josh! I didn't tell you that You're they were good kill recommendations. Me today, <laughs> RoboCop Two. Holy shit! You happy? Yes. You know what? <laughs> just have it be. Ro- if if that's the style of recommendation you're gonna give, then just have it be RoboCop Two every time. I recommend Clueless, Duck Soup, and <laughs> RoboCop Two for good measure. I, you just gave like my head hurts. I have to. I have to go now. <laughs> I win. I have to go and I like win. drink water. All right, everybody. Well, thank you. Let very me flip mu- a coin, and you lose. <laughs> thank you for thank you for listening. We're not even going to hear what Duck Soup is about, but thank you for listening <laughs> to this podcast. Audio mixing and editing out of Josh's voice is done by yours truly, Evan William Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> Our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett Torme. You can find her on Instagram at Made by Kersey K E R S E Y, and the wonderful podcast is produced by josh josh mm. <laughs> go ahead if you would like to support the podcast you can find us on our patreon page our patreon page is uh, ta- uh patreon slash tapes 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 uh we are completely listener funded and uh your support uh helps make this show possible so if you would like to contribute any amount uh we have a couple of tiers with uh, different prizes. They're not prizes. This isn't a carnival. <laughs> Damn it, I was so close. <laughs> they aren't prizes. This isn't a carnival. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the tiers is you throw a ring around a bottle. <laughs> oh, should we do a dunk tape? Or a dunk tank? Oh, what? Dude, we should oh. do a dunk tank. We should do a, an Instagram live dunk tank. <laughs> Well, th- I'm already doing the dunk tank. 
Evan sucks. Dunk. Oh no, I'm all wet. Oh, that was the laziest dunk. <laughs> all right, everybody, guys, gals, non-binary pals, we love you. We mean it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Oh, 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 oh